Welcome to What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor. This podcast is provided by the Wellness and Health Action Team, also known as WHAT, from Portland State University's Center for Student Health and Counseling, or SHAC. We're located in the old tutoring center suite on the third floor of the University Center building on campus. Our purpose with this podcast is to discuss a variety of health-related topics in a way that will be accessible for our non-traditional campus. My name is Grace, and my pronouns are she, her. My name is Quinn, and my pronouns are he, him. And my name is Julie, and my pronouns are she, her. We're all members of the Wellness and Health Action Team, and we'll be the hosts for this podcast, so let's get into it. All right. Good morning, Grace. How are you doing today? Hi, Julie. Good morning. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing okay. Um, I'm kind of excited for today's episode. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we're going to be talking about music and how it helps. It serves as a coping mechanism. Do you have a favorite genre specifically, okay. Grace? <laughs> um, well, it definitely depends on what mood I'm in, which is also what we're talking about, like using music as mood regulation. Um, or as a coping mechanism, whether or not that's good or bad. Um, I don't know. I I feel like this is very broad, but I really like um, like indie folk music. Mm-hmm. I guess not necessarily like not indie in the sense where it's like underground, like nobody knows it, but like that genre, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like I really love Iron and Wine and um, like First Aid Kit and Boney Vare mm. and like. Not like underground artists necessarily, yeah. but like ones that fall into the indie genre. Yeah. I, I don't know how to explain it, but no. what about you, Julie? <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Um, well, for me, I feel like you and I were you and I were sharing some Ravina back and forth. Yes. Ago, yeah. Yes. I feel like I mean like what Grace said. It depends on my mood as yeah. well because depends on if I'm using it as a coping mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> so I myself do not really have a preference, but I would probably say either indie or R and B music. Okay. Love Just that. Love it. It's always Who's your favorite artist. Do you have one? I mm, it's so hard. Who's your favorite I really, indie artist. I feel like I always change my favorite artist, but okay, I really like Daniel me, Caesar. Daniel I just have Caesar? to put it out there. I love him. Who's your favorite artist that you've been listening to recently? Recently. Let me pull up my Spotify <laughs> real quick to, to give you a quick answer. Um, Somersault. Somersault. Why did I know we you We literally say talked that? about this. No, yeah, because we were literally talking about it the other day. Yeah, so that's my favorite. My. I love that. One of my best friends put me on, and then Grace. I know, I did. I, I made Julie a podcast on Spotify. It's love language for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's got some somersault peeps on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, today we're going to be talking about using music as a coping mechanism for like stress relief or kind of just any sort of emotional relief, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So whether that's like, well, I mean, we'll get into it more, but um, we mean like coping mechanism as, as in a way for like mood regulation and emotional release. Um, so to get into it, first of all, like, as we all kind of know, music can help us regulate our emotions and connect with them. Like sometimes I feel like I'm in a mood that I can't quite articulate. And so if I'm listening to music or like a song or something that can help me kind of work through those emotions, it helps a lot. Um, 
to kind of have like an external, um, external, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like um, an external influence almost like a yeah. person that puts my emotions into words that I don't even know how to mm -hmm. put into words, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then, uh, when I was doing research for this, I came across a quote from Aristotle. Um, and he said that music was a way to purify emotions, which is like, I feel like a really great quote. Um, and just like a good way to put it as well. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go into more of the sciencey side just for a minute. Um, so the use of music to cope with stress is an example of emotion-focused adaptive coping strategy, which is a lot of words being thrown at people. But um, emotion-focused coping strategies focus on um, regulating negative emotional reactions to stress, such as anxiety, fear, sadness, and anger. Um, so kind of like regulating those emotions um, and I don't like regulate. You know yeah, no, no, I know <laughs> what you're I'm saying. And I, it. yeah, and I think it's really good when like you're talking about regulating and just going back, sorry, I really like that phrase of like purifying yeah. emotions because sometimes we have a hard time trying to digress, translate how we're feeling specifically and through music, it's an outlet for us to yeah. digress and kind of relate to it and allow us to put our emotions together. And I think that's what Grace means yeah, by regulating. That's what I'm saying, yeah, Julie yeah. coming in with the great eloquent sayings. But yeah, and when we say regulating an emotion, um, it's important to recognize like you're if you're regulating an emotion, you're not um, getting rid of it or you're not um, putting like digging it deeper or you're not like pushing it down or anything it's more so like you're confronting it you're seeing it and then you're regulating it I don't have a synonym right now for like regulating mm -hmm. I don't know like a synonym for that but <laughs> um not off the top of my head but so when you bring in music to emotion focused coping strategies that is um kind of like using music to focus on rather than the stressor itself and it's also geared towards reducing or eliminating emotions that arise in response to negative emotions so um it's kind of like you're in control of the music that you're listening to so that can help you feel more in control when you're experiencing negative emotions um so it's kind of like you're focusing on what you can control rather than what you can't control. Um, and then that helps to, again, regulate your emotions. Um, and music-based coping relies on influencing an individual's emotional and mental reaction to the stressor. So it means more so like what I said earlier in terms of you're controlling the music and um, that kind of centers you um, in a way that is beneficial when you're confronted with negative emotions. Um, but also sometimes music is not a good coping mechanism, which like I feel like is definitely something that I've experienced where I'm like, oh, I'll just like, I'm so sad. I'm just going to listen to more sad music to make me more sad yeah. instead of like working through my emotions. I'm like making them worse, like relying on them for an emotional release. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know if you have any comments about no, that. No, I was but... going to say something similar to that, but sometimes I feel like 
music doesn't really help and it actually no. serves as a distraction yeah. because I'm so invested into music and also yeah. I'm a music enthusiast. I love music. Literally listen to music like 20 hours oh out gosh. of 24 hours a day. <laughs> I don't care. I listen to it when I sleep. But um, <laughs> what is it? Yeah, I feel like sometimes it doesn't really help us translate yeah. our feelings nor our thoughts but um I guess it just depends yeah. on the person and um yeah. the condition the situation it may be different for yeah I mean if you're feeling sad like I know just for me if I'm feeling sad I know that if I'm gonna like crank Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers it's not gonna make me feel better it's just gonna make me feel worse it's gonna put me in I a dark turn. spot um <laughs> but like if I yeah so sometimes it can be um, beneficial and sometimes it can't it's just there's a lot of variability to it and it's very very situational um, whereas like sometimes if I'm feeling angry if I listen to angry music it's gonna like have give me an outlet rather than like pump me up or mm -hmm. sometimes it's gonna make my anger worse yeah instead of giving me that outlet it's like it like I said it's just very situational mm-hmm yeah so. and then speaking of different types yeah of music um while we were researching for this podcast, we also found different types of music that helps reflect productivity and, like as we've mentioned before, mood mm -hmm. regulation. So there are seven categories in the music and mood regulation, um, quote-unquote, MMR scale. This scale is based on um, strongly disagree to strongly agree modality with questions regarding how people feel when they listen to music and how they use it to alter their emotional state. So the seven categories include entertainment, revival, strong sensation, mental work, solace, diversion, and discharge. So the three latter, the latter three categories, the solace, diversion, and discharge, um, are always in which individuals can use music to regulate their negative emotions, like we've talked about. Mm -hmm. um, and these categories are also important because they directly relate to the negative and it allows us to feel stronger of emotion yeah. emotions when we're experiencing yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to be like – I feel like you're not going to be feeling a very strong emotional state when you're kind of just in the entertainment mode, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, maybe if you're watching a movie and the <laughs> scene is moving or something, but um, I think that has to do more with, like, the movie itself than the music. But mm -hmm. those three, like, solace, diversion, and discharge are, like – very strongly related to negative emotional states or maybe um, just, I guess, stronger felt emotional states. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for solace, like we've said, um, it includes people who listen to music that matches their emotional state. For example, like Grace was saying, <laughs> whenever we're sad, micro hours, we'll be listening to more sad music because – What's your go-to, like, sad music? The actually? weekend. The weekend. <laughs> Julie, you're like sad. You're listening to like blinding lights. <laughs> no, the weekend has some sad songs, but um, yeah, that's one. The next is diversion, which are um, include people who listen to music to distract themselves from their bad emotion, bad mood, or emotions. This music does not need to match their mental state. For example, a person who is anxious might sing to music, um, or sorry, a person who is anxious might sing a song. Um, that is happy until their anxiety or their stress, their sad feelings or emotion 
dissipates. And then the last is discharge, which are people who listen to music that matches their emotional state to better express that emotion. Um, for example, a person who is frustrated might sing along to angry music to provide an outlet for that frustration. Imagine just a 16-year-old in the room just screaming. Listening. I don't even know. To the music. Yeah. I don't know what 16-year-olds listen to anymore. <laughs> Julie, you're so weathered. But <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, like, I think kind of going back to what I was saying with the diversion versus, like, the discharge type of music, um, it's very situational. Like, sometimes I'll – I mean, I don't, I'll be honest. I don't necessarily use the diversion method very often because um, yeah. – if my music doesn't match my mood, then it just, like, f feels weird to me. It feels like a dichotomy. No, it, yeah, it just, it's, like, very, it's, like, the juxtaposition between, like, a happy moment versus, like, a sad song or, like, yeah. and vice versa. It just, like, does not mm -hmm. make sense to me. But, like, the discharge and the solace definitely um, are the vibes for Grace. Oh, for sure. <laughs> kind of what I go mm -hmm. to when I'm having a music regulation moment yeah but. and you don't even have to choose one out of no. three you know you can experience one in a moment and then the next so yeah. like what grace was saying is very situational and yeah. depends on how you're feeling what kind of emotions you're experiencing it might change um yeah mm -hmm. and then um so we thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about lo-fi music um everybody knows like the lo-fi beats to chill and study to like the lo-fi girl um yes, the one on youtube yeah i love lo-fi girl she's my buddy she's like my bff the past two weeks she's been we there for me together. so much um, <laughs> but yeah so kind of just using that as a way to regulate your mental state um and so we we're just gonna like do a little not a huge deep dive, but like a brief dive into lo-fi music. Um, just an overview. So lo-fi means low fidelity music, which means that there's like intentional or unintentional, like older music would be considered lo-fi. Or mm -hmm. I was talking to Taylor about this and he was like, oh, well, wouldn't like vinyls or like records, like vintage ones be considered lo-fi because they're a little bit scratchy or something, which I think is true. I mean, like, Again, I'm not an expert on lo-fi music. Yeah, I see But um, I think that is true. Um, but yeah, so there's like intentional or, or unintentional um, audible imperfections. So that could be like misplaced notes or environmental noise, a low hum or audio imperfections. So sometimes like when you're listening to lo-fi music, they'll be like clinking in the background or something. Or like sometimes there'll be like people talking, you know yeah. what I mean? Like Or like that fizziness or that like – staticky noise of that kind of sounds like a cassette almost um but because of this um these imperfections keep listeners engaged enough to keep them focused and awake without being distracted unlike hi-fi music so just like lo-fi um means low fidelity hi-fi means high fidelity so that would mean like really polished music i guess um that could be almost too rhythmic and it would relax someone and not keep them on their toes almost. You know, like if I'm – like lo-fi music works best for me to study versus if I was listening to like really calming classical music because mm -hmm. the classical music is just going to like put me to sleep. Mm -hmm. um, and as well as like – have you ever um, – this is kind of a tangent, but I'm literally obsessed with this. Have you ever listened to like the, the – um, 
theta waves before. Like what? Like theta waves, like um Hertz music, like H E R T Z. No. No, Julie, you P- need show to. me after this. I will, I will. Okay, five twenty eight Hertz Miracle literally is the best thing. It's like a frequencies sound almost. Anyways, I listen to that when I'm feeling stressed and I play that for my dog when I leave my apartment because he gets a little bit of separation anxiety sometimes. But that would be kind of an, like an opposite side of um, lo-fi where it's just like one rhythmic thing that like really calms you down and centers you. Whereas lo-fi is like there's no lyrics in it, so it's not distracting or anything. But it also um, kind of keeps you engaged because of those imperfections and stuff. Um, and it doesn't have lyrics, like I said, um, whereas hi-fi music could have lyrics and it would just be too distracting. Um, and um, yeah, so this could also be similar to the Mozart effect, which suggests that Mozart's music helps with brain activity. Like, you know how um, pregnant people will play Mozart for their babies or something? To, yeah. Like, hopefully that their baby make, is making like brain waves or something. I don't know. <laughs> Um, and then another thing about lo-fi is that it's almost comforting, like I said earlier, with that staticky, it kind of sounds like cassettes almost. And I mean, when I was little, I had like CDs and cassettes and stuff and, um, that kind of staticky noise just has some sort of like comforting nostalgia to me. Like it doesn't necessarily, it's like a misplaced nostalgia almost. It's like, I don't know why I'm feeling nostalgic, but it's like a very comforting nostalgia. Um, Mm -hmm. And that can help relax you as well. And um, the brain finds slow lo-fi drum loops, quote, subconsciously predictable and dampened frequencies along with environmental noise of the tracks give the impression of listening to an actual physical space. So that kind of was convoluted, but... um, in a way, lo-fi music can help you kind of just like it puts you in a different place almost, you know, like it it puts you kind of like in a coffee shop in a way. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's like those websites where you can like, have you ever seen that thing where it's like um, lo-fi cafe? Have you ever heard of that? Yes. I love that. Last year, that's what I listened to a lot where you can like change the different sounds of um, like the coffee shop noise and stuff. Like I thought that was really cool. But this is totally personal opinion right but I kind of associated lo-fi music to coffee shops yeah and depending on which coffee shop Mm -hmm. that you go to some may be really productive people are just focused grinding on their work which kind of motivates you and encourages you to kind of focus and grind on your own work as well and so I have that association between lo-fi and coffee shops yeah which makes me feel very productive yeah (laughs) so it's just something I think that's what I think when I was doing research like that's what a lot of things said like it because of the environmental noise in the back of them and in the back of songs like that kind of like low hum and that kind of um irregular noise in the back sometimes can help you feel like you're in a physical space that can Mm -hmm. sometimes help you motivate yourself like if you feel like you're more so in a coffee shop than in your room studying or something Mm -hmm. so yeah that was like a lot of information all at once but do you have anything to add julie yeah no um i think those are all really cool facts i didn't even know lo-fi was called low fidelity I know. Neither did I. I just thought it was like lo-fi. Yeah, I thought it was just like a name. I'm just like, oh, whoever came up with the name, good for you because 
it's kind of popular now. Yeah. Um, but so music can be used as a way to encourage studying groups yeah. and kind of make being connected connection with others yeah. so these that, are some like, co-regulation of yeah emotions. this is just like random stuff that i'm about to tell y'all but Julie, um this, is, this section was all julie's yeah because this she's is just, obsessed this is just me and my thing me and my thing all the time <laughs> but on spotify there's group listening sessions um and so i know that we're still in the pandemic you know and we're yes. still trying to social distance here and there, doing our best but on spotify there's such thing called group listening sessions yes. so someone can create a session and then share that link with everyone else in the study group and y'all can be in different area different spaces studying but listen to the same music so imagine yeah. if you did it on zoom y'all would all listen to the same song basically yeah. but even if you're not to be on Zoom, y'all can still listen to the same music at diff in different places, but share that connection yeah. with your study groups. Have I thought seen, it was cool. Have you seen those like virtual study groups before where you just like get on Zoom with random people? Yeah. And you just like have a study group. There's and, like, a lot of those on Discord. Yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> class where it's like study with Tay Young, like BTS. And it's like a video of like, it's, it's just like. It's so random. <laughs> just, I want to study with Jimin, to be honest. Is he studying with random people? <laughs> yes, I'm here for it. Um, But yeah, like, I mean, this is, I don't know, known to everyone now, mm -hmm. but group studying sessions can be helpful, you know, increase um your focus your attention um uplifting mood if music is involved and so yeah. instead of studying in silent i guess like turning on lo-fi music you know yeah. it helps everyone focus it makes it feel less awkward less quiet no, that's what i was about to say because if you're like doing a study group with just like rando people from your class like yeah i don't want to necessarily make conversation but the way i am like my brain is just gonna be like make conversation if it's quiet otherwise it's awkward yeah. so like i need to have that like lo-fi as a it's almost like a buffer yeah in a way and it's not like i feel like sharing lo-fi music and just kind of like quote like study music is way more helpful because if i was listening to like hi-fi music or just kind of like a playlist that I made I'd be mm -hmm. way more stressed out if the person was enjoying the songs that was playing mm -hmm. you know like because I feel like it's a personal reflection of me to be sharing a playlist with someone so if it's just like lo-fi music where the stakes are very low <laughs> it feels like a lot more it feels like less awkward mm -hmm, so for sure yeah and yeah that I mean brings up to brings us to our next point which is like you can find connections through music and it can help strengthen relationships. Yeah. Like for me personally, like I said, music is kind of, it's one of my love languages. And yes. so when someone is like, Hey, I know that artist or Hey, mm -hmm. I know that song. I was just like, yo, yeah. we're on the same wavelength. Like, yeah, totally. Let's see friends. Let's just talk. And yeah. I, and like, even in a moment, you know, when you're studying, when you're taking a break or studying by yourself, or even with a group of people, your mm -hmm. friends and all, try to take a moment, you know, listen to yeah. music. And it helps digress. Like I said, build connections. It helps. It's something you can control. So if you're studying, totally. you're so stressed out. Music is an internal stressor, something that you can control, you can change. And something that can go your way because you get yeah. to choose it. You can take control over it. And totally. so I think music is a great way to connect. Um, and I don't know, allow a flow when you're studying. Yeah, I think it. I think studying in silence has its own benefits, but yeah. um, I think that's only like for me personally, if it's not true silence, the sounds 
of the environment are just gonna like distract me like the only place that I could really like study in silence would be like the second floor of the library like the quiet floors Mm -hmm. um whereas if there's like some music going on it kind of buffs out those environmental distractions yeah Um, for sure so but then like the lo-fi music isn't distracting because it's not like lyrical or as rhythmic so mm-hmm. I really appreciate it I appreciate you lo-fi girl on yeah, YouTube we love, <laughs> I love you lo-fi girl girly. oh I love lo-fi I appreciate it um but yeah I mean that's basically all we have today right for like just music yeah. as a coping mechanism I'm really happy that we talked about this because I don't know anyone who doesn't appreciate lo-fi music yeah I mean you I mean yeah it's so <laughs> relaxing and it helps me focus a lot and if you haven't tried lo-fi music you should this is your sign this friend. is your sign we're encouraging you to give it a try you know yeah. it's not the worst there's is there even a genre lo-fi is the genre that's yeah, it sure. that's its own genre <laughs> um but yeah if you haven't tried it you can try it at the next time you're studying by yourself studying with a friend studying with the group however you're studying whichever way you can just give it a try to see if you like it or not if you don't then Go ahead, continue to study in silent. Do it. Yeah. You enjoy mean, that. Or just listen to Mozart or something. Yeah. I don't know. What, yeah, I don't know. What did the world do before lo-fi? It's sort of the – it's like the same thing as like when I think about people who didn't have access to the internet when they yeah. were in college. Like what you went to the library and got a book and then cited the book. Like what? <laughs> it's like that sort of just like mind-blowing thing. Like yeah. what did they listen to? Mm-hmm. Like classical music, I guess? Jazz. Jazz is good I love for, jazz music. Jazz is good. I think I listen to jazz more than lo-fi with all due respect to no, lo-fi. No, that that's fair. I love I mean, jazz lo-fi, music so much. I mean, lo-fi hip-hop beats to study and relax too. I yeah. mean, it is kind of a, like a I swear that's like a playlist, whatever what? you just said. Like the whole entire lo-fi hip-hop. Yeah. But that's a whole thing. Yeah, that's a whole thing in and of itself. But we'll talk about that later. Yes. Um. Anyways, thank you, everybody. <laughs> thank for you for yeah. listening to us go on a tangent about yeah. lo-fi music. But yeah, we hope you all have a great day. Um. Good luck if you all are studying. And if you want something to entertain you while studying, check out lo-fi music. Yes. Or the wellness uh, What's Up from the Third Floor. What's what's yeah. like full name? Well, uh, What's Up podcast wellness, wellness from, up the from the Third, third floor. floor. You can listen to yes. us while you study if you yep. want to hear tangent. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay, well, bye, thank y'all. you, everyone. Thank Thanks, you, Grace. Julie. All right. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the What's Up podcast. We'll catch up with you next week. We at Shack are fully committed to the physical and emotional health and wellness of PSU students. Please call ahead to use our health services for flu shots, free COVID testing, or general appointments at 503-725-2800. Counseling services are still available via telehealth, and you can schedule your appointments by calling that same number at 503-725-2800. If you're looking for more health and wellness resources, you can check out our online health magazine that gets sent to your pdx.edu email every Wednesday, or you can download the CampusWell app. Also, feel free to check out the virtual MindSpot experience to rest, relax, and rejuvenate wherever you have internet access. We will be including resources links in the episode description as well as a link to the episode transcript. If you have any questions about health, wellness, shack, or anything we discussed in this podcast, 
please fill out the Google form in the episode description. Thanks for listening and take care. We'll see you next week on What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor.